0: really brought home the vulnerability of of the human body in the same way that that the book deals with these issues, without wanting to to utter too many spoilers here. It ended up being prophetic, if you like. Prophetic in what way? When I conceived the book, I didn't know that I would lose either. I, I knew that the book would be about loss and about valuing this marvelous gift that we are given, these bodies that we are privileged to inhabit. But I didn't know what was going to befall Eva, and I I didn't know that that enormous distance that is between Peter and that the characters in the book, that that would be echoed metaphorically in the distance that is between a healthy person and his loved one who is living on planet Cancer I couldn't follow her there. She had already traveled there, and she was very, very far away in that sense. Yeah. You have a, a, a wonderful description of what these aliens first looked like when Peter first sees one. Could you give us a taste of that? Could you, could you read a passage? I'd be happy to. Here was a face that was nothing like a face. Instead, it was a massive whitish-pink walnut kernel. Or, no, even more, it resembled a placenta with two foetuses, maybe three-month-old twins, hairless and blind, nestled head to head, knee to knee. Their swollen heads constituted the oasian's clefted forehead, so to speak. Their puny ribbed backs formed his cheeks. Their spindly arms and webbed feet merged in a tangle of translucent flesh that might contain, in some form unrecognisable to him, A mouth, nose, eyes. Of course, there were no fetuses there, not really. The face was what it was, the face of an oasin, nothing else. But try as he might, Peter couldn't decode it on its own terms. He could only compare it to something he knew. He had to see it as a grotesque pair of fetuses perched on someone's shoulders, half shrouded in a cowl. Because if he didn't allow it to resemble that, he would probably always have to stare at it dumbfounded, reliving the initial shock, dizzy with the vertigo of unsupported falling in that gut-wrenching instant before a solid comparison is found to clasp onto. Oh, what a vivid description. You're creating an alien race that is, to some degree, unfathomable to humans. Sure. Sure. I think one of the ways in which science fiction often works is that aliens are used as a way of shedding new light or additional insight into the way humans work. And in that sense, they are just standing in for humans of various types. I wanted to create an alien race that was truly alien in in every respect. Why did you want to explore that kind of alien? Well, a lot of my work deals with alienation as such, the gulf between us and the other. Under the Skin, a novel of mine set in Scotland, which was recently made into a film by Jonathan Glazer, with Scarlett Johansson playing the Isserley character. That was about the way we give ourselves permission to mistreat others as soon as we label them the other in the case of that novel it was the alien classifying humans as a kind of animal and therefore you know could be treated as we treat animals we are different species from each other you and whoever you're in the studio with are both human beings or i don't know if there's a number of you there <laughs> but in, in, in another way you are very different creatures from each other And you are inhabiting your own universe, your own planet. And I'm very mindful of that when I'm relating to other people. And of course, I'm also mindful that as a species, we're capable of mounting multi-trillion dollar invasions of other countries in which we are attempting to effect regime change or kill kill people that we don't approve of or whatever our agenda is supposedly is. But we do this without actually speaking the language of the people (laughs) that we are supposedly helping or killing. And we actually have no idea how their minds work because we are alien from them. And on a metaphorical level, I'm always finding new ways to deal with that.